0: Well, we got our podcast up and running. I think, you know, we all have a story and sometimes we feel that, you know, our stories aren't important, but I think we'll be quite surprised how many people relate to, you know, how we are all living or trying to live and survive in this day and age and and dealing with all the, the issues and everything that's mm-hmm. going on around us and the world moving so fast and shrinking. So I think it's important that we uh, we share our stories. You know, some of the best medicine is is, is laughter and, and humor. And, mm-hmm. and so I think we need to, you know, share some of that with each other, too. You know, by times, you know, just to take off some of that tension and pressure that we all have in our day-to-day lives. So, on that note, talking about humor, you know, we hear these stories and and uh, sometimes we don't question the individual that's telling the story. Well, where did that originate from? Where did that come from? or you know, who started that or or whatever, you know, you just take it for granted that you know, either you know they made the story up or they just shared it kind of like a joke, you know, like, you don't really know who has the, holds the copyrights mm. to it, and you mm. just so you just kind of make it your own. You make it fit the environment you're in, the people you're talking to, and and uh, you just uh, and I think that's all part of storytelling. Yeah. So that reminds me of a a funny story. Would you like to hear one for oh yes, for you and the audience out there? Oh yes, I think I think they're saying yes. Ah right, okay. well, let me start. let me think, oh, I know one. that'd be a great one to start with. My pet trout story a few years ago, I was back in the woods and I had this spot that I like going to and I used to walk in through this hardwood ridge and I'd come into this little brook area and it was kind of a a nice subtle little place a lot of overstorage, so there was very little sun that came in there just a few sunbeams but it was really calm and relaxing and and there was a great big rock and there was a little pool of water and a little not a falls but just the the brook would babble babble down a little bit and so i, I just found that really relaxing just to sit there and, and listen to the brook babble not saying anything in particular just babbling and uh and I would just kind of lose myself there and just relax and just either just just let go of things that I've carried through the day. So anyways, one day I was walking through the forest and I went up to the spot and I got myself all nestled down underneath this this spruce tree, and I just kind of sat back and just relaxed and listened to the sounds of the forest and uh, and I just happened. To look over in the pool and under the big rock, I could see something moving, just, just slightly moving. I looked, and it was a, it was a fish. Actually, it was a little trout. And he was just sitting there looking at me, and his mouth was going open and close, open and close, and just looking at me. And his gills were moving, and I said, "Well, hello there, Mister Trout." And he just sat there with his mouth and gills moving. So, anyways, we sat there for the, for, I don't know, time just went by, maybe. 20 minutes to half hour. And finally I said, well, I guess it's time to leave. So I just thanked the brook, and I looked at the trout, and I said, see you later there, Mr. Trout. And I started down the path back out to, to my truck. Well, I got almost to the truck, and I got thinking. I said, well, it must be coming on lunchtime. And I said, I'm getting a little hungry. And I got thinking. I said, hmm, fresh trout. And I looked in the back of my truck, and lo and behold, there was my fishing rod. So I grabbed my fishing rod, and back up in the woods I went. And so as I was walking up through the woods, I said, well, I need something, some kind of bait. So I started turning over the old logs and sticks, and finally I found this really nice big juicy white grub, and I said, oh, that'll work. And so I went up to where the trout was, and, and I snuck up and around, and I got up on top of the rock, and I got my rod geared up, and I put my that grub on the hook and I lowered it down in the water and out come that trout and grabbed that grub off my hook and I pulled it up quick and no trout and no grub. And I said, wow, that all happened pretty quick. So I said, well, I need another piece of bait. So I went over in the woods and I looked around and, and I found another little bug and I stuck that down on my hook and put it down in the water and the trout wouldn't look at it. And I said, well, okay, that's good enough. I guess it wasn't meant to be. So off I went, went home. Well, the rest of the day, all I thought about was this trout. And uh, So anyways, I had supper, and then after supper, I said, hmm, I know, I'll get some nice fresh worms, and I'll go back and go at that trout again. So off I went, dug some worms, and went back up, got up on the rock and put a nice big juicy worm on the hook and dropped it down in the water. And the trout came out and just, boom, the worm was gone, bare hook, no trout. Oh, no. And I said, well, 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 well. So I put another worm on, dropped it down, and the trout wouldn't even look at it. And I said, okay, that's it. And so I end up leaving, went home again. Well, I woke up the next morning. That's all I could think about. The first thing I thought about was this trout. (laughs) So this was starting to become a little challenge. And I said, well, I got another idea. So I got some worms, and off I went up again. But instead of getting up on the rock this time, I went around the back of the rock. And I just stood there behind the tree, and I a nice big juicy worm on, and I threw it out in the pool, and I brought it across, and when I got by the rock, out come the trout, and he grabbed that hook, and when he did, I pulled, and the trout come flying out of the water, and <laughs> landed right by my feet, and I picked him up and looked at him, and and he was there just a-wiggling, and I looked at him, but I said, oh man, he was about maybe seven, eight inches long, and he was, oh, just so pretty, all the speckles on him and everything, and his belly was nice and orange, and, living in the sand, sandy bottom brook and I said oh, I can't eat you and but he was only hooked very lightly by the lip so I, I left him on the hook and I ran back down to one of my little sheds there and I found a bucket and I went back up and I put the, put the trout in the bucket and I took him home I said I'm gonna take him home with me so off we went and went home and I said well what am I gonna do with him I said I know I'll put them in the rain barrel so I dumped him in the rain barrel and he was a swimming around in circles and so i had a few worms left over so i dumped them in there so give them something to eat and uh, i had to go in the house and so i went in the house and and uh a few minutes later i had to come back out to go over to the shop or something when i did i looked and the trout had jumped out of the rain barrel and it was over in the lawn all rolling around in the grass and flopping around and i said oh my gracious so i picked it up and cleaned all the grass off and slid him back in the barrel and and I said, my, what am I going to do? And I said, oh, I know. I'll drain the barrel down a bit so he can't jump out. So I, I turned the valve on and lowered the water down about a foot or so. And I said, there, now you can't get out. And so I left him. I went over in the shop and, and did what I had to do. When I come back out, the trout had get out of the barrel again. This time, it had made its way up onto the veranda. What? And I said, what? I said, that's impossible. <laughs> I said, trout can't walk on land. But anyways, it was... I just went and looked at him, I said, well, I'm not gonna do a thing with you, I'm not putting you back in the barrel, I'm gonna go in the house, and when I come back, when, you're, when you die, I'm gonna eat you. So I just stepped over and went in the house. Well, later on, probably an hour or so, I had to run into town to get, get a few things, and I, well, I looked out the door, and there was, there was the trout laying on my doormat, right on its side, stiff as a board, and I said, oh, it's died. So I, as soon as I opened the door, The trout just sprung right up and got up on his belly, and I said, what the heck? And I stepped over the trout, and I started walking (laughs) off the veranda, and the trout started following me. It started pulling (laughs) itself with its front fins there, and I said, trout can't do this, this is crazy. But anyways, this went on all summer long. Everywhere as I went, the trout followed me. Oh, yeah. And so it was coming on fall, and I wanted to go deer hunting. So I grabbed my old gun, and. Off I went, and when I came out the door, the trout looked up, looked at me, and said, oh, come on. So <laughs> off he took off with me, and so we took off back in the woods. And uh, we had to cross the brook, and it was a frosty morning in October, and uh, there was a log there, and it was all full of frost and, and slippery. So I went across pretty carefully, and just, you know, I could tell it was a little slippery, and my feet was slipping a bit. And So I got across the other side, and I looked back, and the trout come up to the log and kind of hesitated, and I said, come on. So he started working his way across really slow, just pulling himself a little at a time. <laughs> and he got about halfway across the log, and I'll be darned if he didn't slip and fall in the water. And, and, and he died. I guess that's the last I ever seen of him. And that was the end of my pet trout. <laughs> and that was the first session of our interlude stories. Intertales. I'm the producer, Shalon Jodry. And I'm your storyteller, Frank Muse. Hear you next time. Namaltis.